the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. We're switching the uh, shorts for the suits. We're into the business end of the championship. I'm joined here by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Manny to look back at a very interesting weekend of hurling action and to look ahead at next weekend's football quarterfinals. There's only one place we can start, I suppose, Barry. You were up there in Fermoy. The Glen, their glorious 97-year reign at the top level of hurling is over. They're relegated yeah, it is an oh, unbelievable story, like isn't it? And uh, and can talk, you know, richly deserved a win, one sixteen to one thirteen, and um, like I wouldn't even say the pressure got to the, the Glen, like they just weren't good enough really on the day. And um, yeah, like you know, when you lose four games in a season, you know, it's hard um, to argue with that, isn't it? So you, everyone will empathise with with them going down because of their history. I know there's plenty of probably of their neighbours, maybe and rivals in the city, delighted to see them gone. But anyone who's interested in cork hurling will kind of feel sorry for them to a degree but they lost four matches you, how yeah. do you argue with that like uh, you know but they just, just just never clicked really and you know I'm not sure like um, what went wrong this year like and um, like going back to the Kentucky and I did just just never got going like you know Simon Kennedy got a great point in the, you know in the first minute and but he just never you know got into it then after that and uh, Dean Brosnan got a goal but he never got into it either and Patrick Hogan was um was well marshalled by, by Darren Brown. Um, he was still their leading scorer though, Barry. Still, still, that, still their leading scorer, but you know, he wasn't as prominent as... Yeah, know, they, as, they, as they as probably needed him to stick a couple of goals yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or whatever. Um, like he was very good against Bishop Stone and he just wasn't as influential the last day. But um, we can't talk, you know, what a club like. performance. Yeah, yeah. brilliant performance. Um, Larkin McLaughlin as a sweeper was outstanding. Hold the world of ball. Uh, Brian O'Sullivan got eight points, five frees. Um, like the Walshers, the six or seven of them there, like you know, Colin Allen were very good in the forward line, and um, it was just really good team performance from Kentuck. And um, like they, they won by three, but they, they, they could have won by seven or eight, to be honest. And Brian O'Sullivan was a very tasty underage hurler with Cork, obviously, won under 20 All Ireland. So we all know Aidan Walsh and Arkham McLaughlin, and you know, even maybe the likes of, of Darren Brown, who would have been a standout Fitzgibbon Cup player and played with Cork in the league. But Brian O'Sullivan, you know, it's, it's great to see a player like him coming to the fore, isn't it? He was away at the start of the season, if I remember correctly, off in America. And yeah, he was in America and um, he came back for the Newtown game. He actually came on after, was it 20 minutes and um, in the second group game and he played very well that day. They should have beaten Newtown, actually, like that day above in Charleville. They lost by two points and uh, Dan Brown actually came back for that game as well. He came back at the same time as, as uh, Brian O'Sullivan, so... Um, both those players made a huge difference to and you think they could, have, they could have won the first game against Sars without the two of those players <laughs> yeah like, they, drew it, they drew with Sars and they, they, should, they should have won it yeah, the, so this was the, fourth, the championship form Dennis really would have if you look at it and we're taking into account Cantor's win but championship form was Cantor were the better team in the championship than the Glen so it shouldn't be a surprise either should it that, that's it it's <clears throat> I suppose what you say is that it's a shock but it's not a surprise like you say going on In the bigger picture it's a shock I suppose yeah, at the start exactly, of the season we yeah, weren't and predicting like, Glenn to be in relegation Her name like the Glenn just known far and wide and with, with all their history but um, l- like you say um, Ken Turk had been unlucky not to beat Sars ran, ran Newtown close as well 
and the, the Glen, a good, you know, a 50-50 first half against Blackrock before fading away. And then after that, they just never, never found their form. And it's still very hard to kind of predict the Kentork win beforehand, just going on everything we know. But like Barry says, the game bore out the, the farm lines and the fact is something for, for my as well lads you know and I'm not falling into the cliche of uh, you know the rural team up in the country venue and all the rest but like you know a packed for my which it was at the weekend a venue that Cantor are extremely familiar with not the Glen haven't played there but they wouldn't play there as regularly you know it probably was well set for for my on a Saturday afternoon just to tear into it and, and there was less pressure for on Cantor sorry than there was the Glen as well wasn't there I mean maybe a little bit less pressure like, but it was still a huge game for them because they've had to battle so hard to get up to the true, the, true yeah. the, the top grade. So you were almost feeling sorry for them because the the news line going out all around the place was the Glen are down. The poor Glen, yeah. And yeah, Kentuck are going but, to be. but deserve huge credit for not letting any of that side show get to them and going out and getting their tactics right and playing the game well and staying in the, the top 12, which is more of a G, an achievement now. Than ever, than ever before, before because yeah. it is cutthroat it's gone in the days when the team might hang on and regrade if they wanted you know now you have to have to perform to, to retain your status and you know full full credit to, to Ken Turk for the Glen you know we were saying last week relegation needn't be terminal but at the same time you can't just assume you're going to bounce back. She's certainly not. You know, senior A is competitive too. Like in another code, Barry follows the the Fortunes Leeds United. They were relegated in 2004. It took them a long time to come back. Ham- Hamburg in Germany used to have a big clock in their stadium, uh, pointing out how long it had been that they had been in the top flight. They were relegated in 2017. They still haven't come back up. In, in back to hurling, um, Attenborough in Galway they used. Win, win Club All-Irelands as a matter of course in the early noughties they were playing a senior B relegation final at the weekend and they had to beat Kilimer to avoid dropping down to the third tier so it doesn't happen automatically the Glen definitely have enough talent and quality to win the um, to, to win the, the senior A next year but they're going to be a scalp for everyone they're going to be the team you know, it's like a cup final when you play them like, exactly like... so they're going to have to be performing every game Austin Sachs in, in Kerry this year were relegated the year after winning the, the senior and they they um didn't didn't have it all their own way. So it's um you know it it's a big moment for the Glen. There, there's enough enough hurling knowledge and know how and talent and quality there to bounce back, but they have to make sure that they do it because it won't just happen for them. My thing with the Glen, I suppose, lads, is that, that their underage is still good. Like their yeah. pick is smaller. Mm. They'll have some teams like you you might say an under twelve or thirteen team you know, it's kind of an average enough team. They'll obviously have a few tasty guys, guys with a bit of swagger, bit of bite about them. They're yeah. young fellas, they're young little pups, but mm-hmm. they can hurl. But at the same time, if you look at the moment, they won the minor county two years ago. I know it's under 17, so you can read less into it than ever before. They had a great win against Inniscar last Wednesday night. I was in watching it. Played brilliant hurling. Kian Walsh got a couple of great goals from him. Now he is on Munster Rugby's radar, but but is, is a very talented young hurler. And they got to the under 15 county final this year as well in Premier 1 lost to Carrick too like that's the equivalent of the old under 16 with the way the grades have been redrawn so like like we consider that short of talent Stephen Lineham and O'Neill mm. you know probably would have liked to do better 
this season for the Glen line looked good in flashes, but they're only 18, 19. It's like, they're not all down and out. I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty yeah. of young players there. Like, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I think they have a great chance to come back up in the next year or two. Oh, they, they absolutely do. They'll be odds on favourites for the senior And they'll have probably year. the best player in the grade because Patrick Organ will still be there. Yeah. And if he's turning 36, you know, to <laughs> and, start and, the season, he'll still be there. the two downies as well, like, they, all things being equal, they should bounce back, but they'll just have to, to kind of perform in every game. There was at least one... Um, one silver lining for the Glen as a club at the weekend because they beat Kilbritton in the Premier Junior quarter final in dramatic on, fashion on penalties. So uh, a shout out to, to their goalkeeper Ben Heffernan who saved three and then scored the uh, the winning penalty. Yeah, that so. was amazing. I, I, I Junior be out in our own club in Ballincollig in football there there a week and a half ago. John O'Driscoll, our goalie, saved. Four penalties, which was quite remarkable. Didn't score the winning one, John, but uh, four penalties, which is unbelievable. But to score three, like, and then hit the winner, yeah. Ben Heffern, a young player, like, playing on their second team. And for them just to regroup and do that, I know Dennis, exactly. you're a Kill Britain man, so, and your brother plays with them, so obviously you're disappointed. But it was serious. Like, for, for a second team to be the first team. Yeah. You and know, it's serious going. Like. We saw that as well in the relegation final in that grade when St. Finbars beat Tracton, who were in the final shot. last year. Ordinarily, Tracton might might be getting more attention for being relegated, but obviously the, the Glen overshadows everything. But it, like we've said all along, it just goes to show the margins are way for thin. You're in the final one year, and you're down to junior eight in the following year. So nothing, nothing can be taken for granted, and it ju- just shows, I suppose, the depth of talent in the bars that. Fair enough, they ended up in the relegation match, but they were still able to... Um, yeah, and, and there was... With, with, with the Bears, I mean, you know, you look at the Glen team there and say Conor Doris jumps out straight away because he was a main feature there at forward line when they won the back-to-back counties. But, like, for the Bears, it wasn't the team reading through the report that had a lot of recognisable names. You, you know, being straight up, it wasn't a star-studded team, but, like, that's a very good performance to be tracked in a high-stakes yeah. game like that. Excellent performance. And, and just being able to play the grade like that is... A handy testing ground. That's brilliant for player development. Huge, yeah. huge. So, so it's a very good, I suppose, reflection of a club's underage work and the effort they're putting in when their second team makes a county semi final. Yeah, definitely. Some going. Like Aaron Zone have done it. Middleton, Blackrock. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible going. Like incredible mm. going. Like that. That that means you're, I suppose, treating hurling seriously across the board, and you're not just kind of focusing on your on your top team. Yeah, and what we often hear about these clubs is that. The, the senior and intermediate teams will be training together which can only benefit the um, you the get your bit of hot housing in yeah, the yeah. A versus B games or the in-house games and Barry would you think with the Glen like was the da- was the damage was done I suppose against Bishopstone wasn't it I know Bishopstone are probably sick of being told that they're <laughs> you know fairy tale underdogs and all the rest when they when they won that game so brilliantly a couple of weeks ago but at the end of the day I think the Glen were you know were 10 to 1 on or something like that with the bookies for that yeah. match like so yeah so look you know when the dust settles and you know they look back on the campaign you know that's the game we needed it um, you know, they'll have huge regrets about like um were they complacent, you know, they probably were. Um they they had to have been, didn't they? You know, um and like you know, as I said in the podcast a few weeks ago, like they were up four or five points against Bishop's only they never kicked on and but like they just they played under stress all season, like, you know, you could see that in the the few league games I covered. Um you know, I covered again a few times in the league and they, they played under stress like in and even the championship like um but like, you know, I, I spoke with Richie Keller, the, the manager at the start of the season, like and um you know, I had a really good chat with him. He's a nice guy and you know, when he stepped down and after the the county final defeat to Black Rock in two thousand twenty, you know, he thought his, his time as manager was, was was up. was up. And um, you know, he probably did, you know, he didn't really want to go back this year and Tomas Mullen persuaded him to take the job and Tomas Mullen went in the selector with him and 
Um, you know, did, but, they probably need yeah. a fresh voice maybe today because Ian Lynham was there again Tomás yeah. has been there on and off I mean they're great Glenn stalwarts but you'd wonder with the Glenn over the last couple of seasons I know Mark Hennifick was the manager in the year before this maybe if they'd freshened it up a bit more and I don't know gone for something look, a bit different maybe it's easy to say that now of course you know, back to the dry water now and you know they just have to press the reset button um, it's not, you know that's what they have to do now they, um, but like which he like he you know he he was suspended actually for the relegation playoff, you know defeat like um, you know he got red carded after the Bishopstone game. Um, frustration spilt over, not you know frustration like and, and and that's not Richie, you know no, that's not no. Richie. So the pressure got them and um, well, yeah, so look, that's it. Everything was pressure. Well, the talk all week, you know, like you know whether it was the examiner and echo here or but even on a national basis, people were keeping an eye on social media and things. You could see there was great interest in the game, not in the way Glenn would have wanted, and that you know. That you know, I'm sure they were stepping off the bus, wasn't for my going right. You know, we can't lose this game, and when you're playing with that negative energy, difficult to perform. Yeah, like like even can't talk like the players, the management walk around the the pitch an hour before the game, and on, on Saturday like they were looking very relaxed, like and calm, and Confident they were really probably. looking forward to the game. And um, whereas you know, <laughs> Glenn uh, got off the the bus an hour before the game, and they were they were looking. Um, they were looking nervous, you could see in their faces, they were looking very nervous. Yeah, that's and what's the, the, the yeah. phrase, kind of, you try and play the game, not the occasion, but yeah, probably uh, easier for Cantor to do that maybe at the weekend. Yeah, but so you look, you know, the, the Glen are out now, and we still have, what, four, four clubs left standing looking for Premier Senior yeah. glory. Uh, what did you make of the games the weekend, Dennis? You were at the quarterfinals covering them all for us. I think you'd sum them up by the phrase, quarterfinals are for winning. Yeah, there was there wasn't no great huge, drama in any of them. No, there? there was no cracker. Um... Saturday evening, Charleville put up a good performance against St. Finbar's. They were without Darifus Gibbon and Andrew Cagney from the start. They lost Danny O'Flynn at half time. A full strength Charleville might have given it a rattle because they did perform. Um, they heard well at times, didn't they? They, did they? Perform, and they got some good scores. Yeah, a lot very, of whites, very well but... in the circumstances. The whites killed them, and the Bars just had that maturity and composure to just keep keep at it and then. Just pull away bit by bit, and then Brian Hayes's goal was um was it was just a killer. There was no coming back after that. Uh, Joe Cunningham said afterwards he was happy with some aspects of the second half performance, but a huge improvement needed for Middleton, which you know that clearly was the case, and they have it in and to improve. They probably haven't hit the absolute heights this year, but they haven't had to. They're back in the semi final. That, so. That's it. You want you want to be building up to a big performance rather than you know, shooting the lights out at the, the start of August and then kind of declining as you go on. So... And they still had a good scoring spread, didn't they? Like, like, oh, they did, you know. yeah. Jack Callan got four and William Buckley got four. Ben Cunningham got eight, which you'd almost forget to mention because it's no, part of course for him now. And they, they, they just... You know, you don't want to reduce and say they just did enough, but they, they knew what they had to do and they... They, um, there was no great panic in them. I thought Damien Callan was impressive again. I think he's been having a very good season. Anytime we've seen the Bears this year, yeah, you know he's he, maybe st- stepping off his man at times, and and whoever is marking him can get a few scores possibly from play. But he he pops over with a score to himself too, and yeah, he got his a, physicality he got a, and use of the ball stands up very. To me. Um, he he got he got a very good point. Yeah, um, it, like you say about him stepping off, 
I suppose it's the way a centre-back play nowadays, you're almost operating as half a sweeper and half a centre-back. And if you're a centre-forward who can shoot from distance... You could get three or four points handy enough, yeah. Connor Buckley for, from Charleville, he got so, some lovely points, you know, and he uh, he was involved in, in other, other scores. Daniel Flynn got two very good points before half-time, real kind of tigerish ones. And then he was, you know, he, he was limping off at half-time and he was a huge loss just from a presence and leadership point of view. And in fairness to them, they they never gave up, but they they just they, they never looked like getting a goal because uh, as well as Jamie Callan and Jamie Burns, <coughs> excuse me, Jamie Burns was excellent in the full back yeah, line. They have a strong, powerful defence. Yeah, today. yeah. Shane Hurley's rock solid as well in goal. So yeah, so you know the bars, they're, they're well set Job for semi final. Yeah, it, it should be a fifty fifty game, I think, as will. Um, as as will the the other semi final between Sarsfields and McKilly. I think that has the potential to be a real shootout because both teams have such attacking options. Um, in, in McKilly, they they hit the front early against Douglas and they never let up. You know, one twenty nine is massive is good scoring. scoring. scoring like. Yeah, I think they had seven different players who got more than two points from play, which Unreal. is excellent. Yeah, and. They were able to train all along Dennis Ringside said afterwards, you know, since since beating Avenue, which I think above all just reflects really well on the clubs of East Cork. The respect they have for it. Yeah, is and they just have the the ability to see the big picture that it can only benefit their players from playing with the divisions that they'll go and play with him Achille and they'll come back to their clubs as better players rather than kind of a begrudgingly letting them rather go rather than a kind of a small time attitude like oh we're still in the championship I don't want you doing anything except training with us yeah injuries happen you know you, you can step on a piece of Lego at home <laughs> and be out for a couple of weeks you know it, it's it's a it's it's a hazard of the uh, of the uh, it goes with yeah. You're yeah. hurling. You're going to there's a chance to pick up injury. And, and Barry Douglas were disappointing, weren't they? Jeez, I was I was hoping for a bit of a I thought look. Yeah, very disappointing. Like, you McKillie know, on paper aren't as good as the McKillie teams won the county, but then they absolutely brushed Douglas aside. You know, another season. Where, you know, just haven't delivered really. Um, won the first two games, and now they're you know lost the second day when they're gone. Yeah, um, it's a pity, isn't it? Like, do you know they just haven't delivered over the last? The last decade, really. Yeah, you know, they've, they've threatened a few times. They've, they've had loads of good one-off performances. Yeah. Or even but just, two they, games they in just haven't been able to get it together, really. Whether um, that's a combination of reasons, probably is like, and um, like, you know, I saw them a few times in the league uh, this year, like, and they were very impressive. But sure, look, it's all about championship, and they just, you know, and it's all about a certain time of championship tennis too, isn't it? In that, you you will often see league games where or group games there in the last few years where Douglas will shoot the lights out and you'll have you know maybe Alan Cadigan and Shane Kingston Brian Turnbull scored one thirteen or 14 from play between them but it's in these bigger games now Shane did well yesterday got a great goal and uh, to kind of keep them in it but they're, yeah. just, they're just not able to kind of you know get enough scores mm. against against the, the better teams in these yeah, the, 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 the group games are, are are different. The different venue and different, yeah, different and atmosphere. Just and a little bit of lack of jeopardy like the best game of last year's senior football championship was probably Nemo and Castlehaven down in Clannacilty. Yeah. Both teams went into that having won their first round games, so there was a big big cushion available and you had a lovely open game of football. And it it's just once you get to the knockout stage, that extra bit of danger comes in and fellas are maybe more inclined towards a safer option or just to make mistakes with nerves yeah, like, exactly. I thought Sars Blackrock was a very nervy first half wasn't it was, it was a lot of misplaced yeah, passes very yeah. bad shooting from Blackrock particularly there in the first I think 15 the, minutes yeah we, we were we were hoping and expecting a, a classic a belter, yeah. but um, yeah Blackrock 
again, wides for, for whatever reason, the city and goal at Parker Cueve Saturday and Sunday, whatever way the wind was, Just teams found it tough to hit in there. Yeah, uh, Town and Killer in the senior A in the first game on Saturday as well. Um, it, it was just it was just a harder goal to shoot into, and um, yeah, the the like Blackrock could have stolen it. it the a chance dropped in at the end um, by, by Niall Cashman and touched the net in fairness now the, the whistle had gone definitely a square ball yeah yeah, yeah the whistle had gone early by Kieran O'Regan it wasn't the case that the goal was disallowed you know the ball went in after the whistle had gone and Blackrock couldn't have any complaints because they didn't really threaten the goal other than that obviously only being able to call on Alan Conley for 20 minutes or whatever. From a neutral point of view, that was disappointing. Was when, when I saw he wasn't him. starting, yeah. was, you know, he's such an exciting player, he's so direct, and he did it a few times, took the wrong option maybe on a couple of occasions, got one yeah. brilliant point from play. But when, when you come into a game like that and you're trailing, you're probably yeah. looking Chasing to make things happen bit, yeah. a bit more. But he um, was a threat, wasn't he? He, like, he added such energy to the oh forward. Oh yeah, and he always is, and you just hope now like that he can, he, he, there's a big block of time now, until the start next year, he can be in top shape Clark for him. the return of the Intercounty. Mark Clark Coleman came on for Blarney Friday night, got two lovely points, played well. And I think he played like 20 minutes in their last group match, played a half hour Friday night, came on as a sub. So I presume they'll be hoping to get a bit more out of him now for the, the, the semi final. Uh, hoping to start him maybe. But, yeah. on, but on that Blarney game, like they've suffered two uh, big injuries. Two more uh, injuries now, I know. Injuries, it's pretty uh, to Dennis McSweeney and Alan McAvoy, so. Um, you know that's a big blow for Blarney yeah, yeah like if they're out for the rest of the over. season there will be huge losses for them won't they yeah huge losses yeah, because Blarney have, have, have got better and better now they've got Coleman back you know yeah and in fairness they win that competition when Dennis McSweeney went off injured he got two good early points they were able to bring on Owen Corby another fellow yeah. who has Cork underage experience and I think he got two points as well so they do have a good a good pool of of um of young players like that they yeah, have the, um, the powers and they've you know there's a lot of lively players yeah, there and, and Declan Hannon is is on their panel. You know he's another fellow who, who who we saw in the, the red Cork jersey, or in red Blarney jersey at underage, and then they've experienced you know the like of um Paul Leary in, in defence, like who just again a real kind of around the block a long presence. time. He looked yeah. solid the last night, though, didn't he? Yeah, he used, he used yeah. all that, but exactly. Yeah, a, a couple of fouls were needed. Um, he was in charge when they won the Premier Intermediate a few years ago, but I think he's happier mm-hmm. now just focusing on the, the playing side. I was watching it online, like, but um, a player that really impressed me. Was was Carl Hagerty on, on Friday night and match for what you thought of him? He looked as fast as Usain Bolt anyway. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, back yeah. and carrying the ball up the pitch. I thought he, I thought he played very well for, for for Blarney. Yeah, yeah, and they um they they were they were very impressive and I think yeah twenty uh twenty twenty wasn't it they beat um Castle Lions in the in yeah they won the, the COVID media the final, COVID yeah, and final there. They'll probably have felt that they should have pushed on a bit more at Senior A since then. Didn't get out of the group last year. They were with the two eventual finalists, uh, Father Nees and Corsi Rovers. But they'll be... They'll be I just like the way their farm now. seems to be going the upward curve and that they managed to get out of the group with only having Coleman for 20 minutes of those three group yeah, games. So. Yeah. And Shane Barrett is hurling great stuff, yeah. isn't he? He's, he's all action at midfield. He's, he's on he's so much ball. Answer, like. yeah. His free-taking was, was brilliant on Friday night in tough conditions. The only one I think he didn't score from was one in the first half where he tried to take a, a quick one to his brother Keane oh, and really it did. just kind of ran out of play. Um, uh, it, the, the, but in the, tough conditions, like, yeah. I mean, that, was, that was a dirty night. Like Bally Martin Castle Lanes was an extremely low scoring game where Alan Finton's free taking was probably the difference. Yeah. Bally Martin, I think, finished with six or seven points, missed a load of free. So, you know, like to be able to bang him over in Parky Cueve where it's kind Absolute, of open and yeah. the, the ball can be carried anywhere. So, so look, we've gone through a lot of the, the standout performances of the weekend. Are there any player, players of the weekend, can, contenders in your eyes, lads? Uh, 
There was no shortage of good performances across the, the different grades anyway, was there? I, I was in uh, Blarney on Sunday f- uh, for the Senior Way Hurling Championship relegation playoff between um, Inescawa and, uh, and Mallow. Uh, Inescawa won 3-16 to one thirteen. It was a very disappointing game. So look, Inescawa played well, but Mallow were, Mallow were very disappointing. Uh, but Colm Casey played well. He got 1-4 from from, um, from play. A man who's been around the block and won, won the county for them last year. Um, some lovely points and he took his goal very well. Uh, top corner. He's a great um, player for yeah, he's been 20 great, years now. He, he's <laughs> been a great sovereign for Niscara, So he, he played well 1-4 um, for, for them. Uh, Brian O'Sullivan, we mentioned him um, a while ago. He played very well for Kentuck. Eight points, five frees. Um yeah, so you know the clean goalkeeper uh, Ben Heffernan. Ben Heffernan, yeah, Jesus, yeah. I, I had him down. Yeah, really, yeah, you're um, down. Dennis Ryan, kind of standout performers of Jack O'Connor who game at Sars, obviously. But. He did, yeah. I, like I, I mentioned, quite a go. I, I'd give Jamie Burns the, the vote here because the the poor defenders don't get enough. The of, defenders uh, don't get much. Of don't get enough of a shake. He, you know, he a lot of experience. He's won senior medals in both codes. You know, he he knows what he can do and what he can't do, which is you know a, a great a great skill to have. And he's he's just such a good man marker, like he's we saw last year against ways, Tony Kelly. Yeah. yeah, and Charles will never never really threaten the goal in the second half when they needed it, and that was because of the kind of calming presence that the Bears had at the back. And I saw in yeah. some of the lower grades, I, I mean, Kilworth there had I think twelve points in play between Owen Carey and Noel McNamara, which was amazing going against Valley Rovers. Owen Carey's shooting the lights out yeah, from midfield yeah. for Avenue and Kilworth for last week. And I saw Dave O'Neill popped up at one six from Mayfield against Liz Gould, which was a big yeah, there was a upset, big one, wasn't yeah. it, Barry? Yeah. You'd have made um, Liz Gould strong favourites there. Like just go back to my player my player of the week. I was going to give it to Colin Casey, but I'll give it to Brian O'Sullivan. He was outstanding for Kentuck. Um but yeah Mayfield big win for him over, over, big over, shock, over yeah. Liz Gould. Um I guess was Mayfield I suppose Again, another team had probably gone under, gone under the way now. Um, I suppose we'd have probably fancied this goal to, to, to go a long way. In the, they were one of the, the favourites for the Intermediate Championship, weren't they, with um, Dunseely and John Cronin and like were, players like that. They lost after extra time to Clove last year in the semi-final uh, in this goal, so um, I thought they'd kick on, but uh, big win for, for, for Mayfield. Um, and it was mighty going for Dave O'Neill, like he'd six points in play and then rattled in the goal yeah. the last puck of the game to win it, so that's about as good a forward performance as you're, as you're going to get. Um, and like, you know, Colum Keane got 10 points to the Bows against Tracton. In, you know, in the, in, the, in the Premier Junior relegation playoff, uh, nine frees, one sixty-five. One of their better-known um, players from that team, you were saying, yeah, it's kind so of yeah. So like, geez, they're tracked and you know, down, uh, you know, down the Junior A ranks now next year, like. Um, and whenever being relegated from the other tiers, you're still in the county championship proper, whereas now they're, they're going to return to the Carrick Down division. Yeah, and like I know, look, we spoke in, we, we spoke in a, a few times about tracking, but like you know, I genuinely thought they'd go a long way in the championship uh, this year. Like they lost a final last year. Paul McCarthy left in a scava after winning the Premier to be the Holding Championship to go down to Tracton. Um, so and uh, a Bears man originally, yeah. so you yeah, know, it's a funny quirk there, wasn't it? But it's, <laughs> that's the way it can go. So, you know, very surprised that, that Tracton got relegated. Yeah, uh, you mentioned his goal there. They lost John Cronin to injury, so he wasn't able to play for Immaculate Sunday night, and he's their captain. And you might think, you know, taking him out that he'd be a loss, especially when Kieran Joyce wasn't playing. Just shows the depth they have. A guy called James McCarthy from Dungorny came in, uh, a former co-Ramblers player, and you know he just slotted in perfectly, and it just underlines the the great um, depth that the strength, has. strength and yeah. depth. And for teams of the week, lads, I know you know obviously Cantor grabbed a lot of headlines anyway by 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 beating the Glen. I, I think Mayfield's been over his goal. That was that, to me that was the biggest surprise I would have made. I know John Cronin went off injured, which I know that was a factor in a tight match, but. I thought that was a massive upset. It was, but uh, no, I, I'm going to stick to Kentuck. Team of the week. Outstanding. I, yeah, I, I was between Kentuck and Inascara because Inascara were just trying to avoid being 
the first team to go straight back down after winning uh, a championship and they did that um, to be fair to them but I think I think you'd have to give it to Kentork given the, the magnitude of what they achieved and what about the football we're turning our attention to the bigger ball for next weekend same stakes we're down to the, the last six I suppose or last seven in, in, in the Premier Senior ranks semi-final places up for grabs well, no, no still, matches still eight in the Premier Senior football oh we do we because, still have Douglas and yeah. St Michaels this weekend to, to <laughs> yeah, extra little be, uh... yeah I'm hitting the park you now on, on, on Friday for that game and um, I'll be tight and tense I'd say will be, yeah and the, you know the windows play do hello so um, it's a very hard one to call it like isn't it it's uh, like I'm not sitting in the fence here but like it's, it's, it's oh, a very it's, difficult game it's to very call, difficult yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, St Michael's maybe have a bit of momentum um, possibly but yeah both, both clubs coming off hurling defeats, hurling defeats yeah. now so it's last chance saloon I think maybe just given that they won the first match um, I think I think Douglas might shade it but I wouldn't be at all surprised if um, if Michaels got, got through in, in their in their first year up. Uh, you know, there's another huge game on uh, on Friday, um, Premier Intermediate Football Championship quarter final, uh, a Musky Derby between um, Kilimanjaro and Ivalary in, in the Castle Grounds in McCroomit, half seven. So be a huge crowd at that, uh, shouldn't there? Should be Friday night game yeah. out there. Hopefully, the weather um, will be a bit nicer than, than last Friday. They they met last year uh, in the group stages and Kilimanjaro uh, won that day. So. Um, um, and, and you know both teams uh, got to the semi-finals last year. And Are Kilimanjaro slight favourites, Barry, just by virtue yeah. of being knocking on the door for a bit longer for the last few years at that level? They would be. Uh, I, I give Kilimanjaro um, one a slight well edge. You know, it should be a great game. Like, but both teams have serious firepower. Um, you know, it should be a really, really good game. Uh, so yeah, I give Kilimanjaro a slight edge. And no games in Parky Creeve this weekend. Dennis, I saw a few people online bemoaning the fact that they particularly for the Premier Senior Clubs they didn't get the opportunity to go in and play in there but I would imagine for the games themselves and in terms of generating atmosphere and having crowds it's probably better off they're not in there like Quark, yeah. we've, Quark we've looked pretty empty in those matches that were screened on Rebels Online over the weekend that, that I was that's watching. the thing like I'm old enough to remember half a decade ago when people were giving out about West Cork teams being brought up to Park of Creed. <laughs> absolutely so I remember you can't win looking at it logically the city was a natural neutral venue for most of those yeah, like hurling matches at the weekend so like, yeah. and I think then if you're hosting two of the three premier senior quarter finals in Bacquive and another one away from there the team that win probably feel disadvantaged going there for the semi-final like Charleville obviously m- might prefer playing the Bars and Mallow but then if they win that you're kind of missing out and having played in Bacquive whereas yeah. the team you're playing would have played there and I think looking at the football fixtures there's not too many where the city would make sense no, as a neutral no. venue and you get a better atmosphere in, and in some a good venues there for those premier senior yeah, I mean exactly, you're, you're yeah. down in Bandon for Nemo Clan that's a natural fit for that yeah yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down Nemo's Bandon played on there many a time so it won't be any shock to their system I'm, uh, I'm down Bandon on Saturday for, be a great um, game. Yeah, for that game and should be a great atmosphere there and I'm uh, looking forward to meeting uh, Barney on, uh, on Saturday. So you look after you, I have no put doubt. A, put a cup of tea and cakes. I have no doubt. But yeah, again, if the weather's anyway good, you should get a good few neutrals. Absolutely. Wandering yeah. in for a look there, like up on the bank in Bandon watching a quarterfinal. Yeah. Watch many games down there, knobs, enjoyed every one of them. So. Historically, the, the consensus was, oh, if you're going to beat Nemo, you have to take him out of the city. Balancola gave delight to that in a couple of semi-finals over the past decade. I remember, I think it was 07, Nemo played Clan in Newcestown when Nemo were going for three in a row and Clan looked to have a one and then Nemo got a penalty, penalty in about 67 to 68 minutes. Um, survived. Yeah, so... And they won four in a row after, it's not just exactly, three Exactly, yeah, that, that, that's it. Clan coming off the loss against Castlehaven, 
got a reprieve because of what happened in the, the Valley Rovers Carby Rangers game they 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 have a chance of, in that game don't they yeah they, have, they put up good, the but... defensive blanket against Nemo last year still lost by a point or two that, that was kind of a different scenario because different coaching set up anyway. and they were looking to make sure they didn't get caught up in the, the relegation they they played well for a lot of the um, the Haven game and if they have Sean White back you 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 give him a chance Nemo obviously are going to be favourites but they're they're very good, but they're not absolutely unbeatable. So yeah, it's it, not. It should be. Like, yeah. Nemo have loads of familiar faces. Obviously up front, they've you know Luke Connolly, Paul Kerrigan, Mark Cronin, Connor Horgan, and so on. But it's still not quite as strong a Nemo team as the one that would have won the four. Yeah, the, and the Nemo people themselves. It's typical Nemo, like isn't it? Like the, they still have a good team. Like, like they won the, t- the three group games against. Uh, we're talking them down against against Ballin Colleague. Uh, slip away into a quarterfinal. Against Ballin Colleague, Ogan Calgleyne, without ever getting out of second gear, like know, and, amazing. Um, amazing. So like you know that's why they've twenty four <laughs> count senior counties. <laughs> yeah. What makes it interesting is that Clan have a lot of good defenders. So yeah. you know it, it's um, it could it's be a tight game, couldn't it? As in, yeah, not, not I, open. I think I think it'll it be tight be. and tough. Look, they're all intriguing games this weekend. But like in the intermediate a football championship uh, in Cantock, Drum Tower for playing Bohabri at, at three o'clock. Oh, do um, hello Derby. Do hello Derby, and um, like there's a number of Bohabri players play hurling with Drum Tower. So, oh, very good. Uh, that adds a nice little bit of spice to uh, that. To the game. And like Drum Tarf, um are back in Kentuck for the first time since they, they lost to Mitchellstone in the qualifying last year. A game I was at. And, uh, they've unfinished business. Uh, yeah, a game they should have won. Um, but Borby had a good league and, you know, and they're, they're obviously a good team. Yeah, like they... they do hello level players. They won the, the first two group games in the championship. Um, you know, they know they lost to Glamworth in the last game, but they were true. Probably true, yeah. Um, so that should be a really good game. On, on Saturday in Cantock and it should be, bring a, a big big crowd and then on Sunday the main game that's, that's screened on Rebels Online will be Castlehaven against Balancolic look Castlehaven have to be very strong players they're not talking down Balancolic at all <laughs> I, I hope they they beat them and, and Balancolic have quite a good record against the Haven but geez, you just go through the Haven's team like you know just, just every line of the pitch they're, they're stars and very potent forward line yeah I'm heading out to Nisqueen uh, to that game on Sunday uh, really looking forward to it but um, like look They've they've um they've met six times in championship. Ballin Colleague have won four times, uh one draw and one Castlehaven win in twenty fifteen. Like the last time they met was twenty sixteen down in uh Clan, I think it was. And uh Ballin Colleague won three fifteen to seven points in, in the qualifying. Yeah. Um but like in those six games like you know, Castlehaven have probably been favourites in, in you know most in, of them, in yeah. most of them like in, in Ballin Colleague have, have delivered. So I know like I, I give Ballin Colleague a right chance, I, I really do. Um, if Castlehaven be favourites, actually so, but a lot of injuries um, for Ballinckay, doesn't it? They yeah, lost, I suppose you know, there's a few injuries. Noel Galvin and Sean Kiley like, and Luke Fly is a massive loss. Yeah, um, a but injury, no, look, but I, I still give Ballinckay like a chance, and especially with the, the record they, they have against the Haven. And of course, Dennis the Bars are sitting in the semi final, delighted to have a gap weekend now, given that they've progressed in the hurling as well. Yeah, they're on the hunt for a double after reaching both finals last year. For for a dual club, having having massive that, that them, gap is is massive. Yeah. Um and like like you say they'll be they'll be sitting waiting. I'm sure there'll be a few interested talker natives in uh in in a scheme on, on Sunday afternoon. Um and just a final one for me. There's a big game in Ovens on Sunday, uh, three o'clock. Uh, Premier Intermediate Football Championship relegation playoff between McCroom uh, and the Pearshig. Um, like McCroom will be strong favourites, but look, you never know. It's all in the day, isn't it? Um, McCroom could know, do with that kind of bit of a, a lift to finish off their season, couldn't it? They've, you know, they've worked hard all year with no rewards. So. Absolutely, like and as we saw it again, you know the pressure can can get you, and um, 
like you know McCroom you know they've 10 top flight county titles like they're joint third in the vote of honour like they've huge history and tradition um, so like it'd be unthinkable for them to be down the fourth tier next year but look but again no yeah. pressure will be on the Pearson in that they'll be expected yeah, to go so down and, and I suppose they've, they're out of the hurling now you know they had a gap weekend this weekend to prepare for the same way McCroom did so that, that could be a belter of a game. Yeah, yeah, it sh- should be. Um, yeah, so there's no pressure really on the Pearsig, all the pressures on McCroom. So. And I suppose what we just hope next weekend is that, you know, after the last round of group games, there was a lot of good open football. Can we get something along those lines again <laughs> or will, will will it all tighten up and everyone will be playing with 12 or 13 yeah. men behind the ball? I think it could be a bit tighter. Yeah. But hopefully. The shackles hopefully. were definitely thrown off as the cliche goes in the last <laughs> round of the yeah, football, which was great to see. But football will be rewarded. Um and of course, a bit of good weather will help. Hopefully, yeah. You know, last Friday night, you know, we're bemoaning the low scoring in, in you know, Castle Lanes against Ballymartle, but it's it's pretty hard to be racking up a big football tally if you're on a wet Friday night there now, no matter how good, say, Kilnamatter and, and Ive Leary are. Look, yeah. it's been a very good championship so far. The football has come together nicely. There's a lot of very good games. We'll be hoping that we'll have plenty of uh, drama to talk about next Monday. Thanks very much to Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mahony for joining me here and Jim Collin for producing find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts The Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design visit osbgroup.ie our in branch at Holly Hill and Toker